The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. Mary stayed outside the tomb weeping, and as she wept, she bent over into the tomb and saw two angels in white sitting there, one at the head and one at the feet where the body of Jesus had been. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken my Lord, and I don't know where they laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus there, but did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? She thought it was the gardener and said to him, Sir, if you carried him away, tell me where you laid him and I will take him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Stop holding on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and tell them, I am going to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and then reported what he told her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we have this beautiful liturgy that speaks to Mary's desire for God, her longing for God. All of these readings we could reflect on for a long time, I think. But let's just highlight how they all fit together. Notice these, these verbs in that first reading. The bride says, on my bed at night, I sought him whom my heart loves. I sought him, but I did not find him. I will rise then and go about the city in the streets and crossings. I will seek him whom my heart loves. I sought him, but I did not find him. So there's just a, a sense of desperation almost. A real longing, a real desire to have this encounter with the Lord. How beautiful. And that's something that the church is obviously inviting all of us to get in touch with today. You could stay on the surface and you could look at Mary's life and, you know, we could mention the fact that elsewhere in the Gospels it talks about Jesus driving out seven demons. <laughs> And we know that, you know, in one way or another, she led a sinful life and had this big conversion. And that's awesome. But we could all then dismiss that and say, well, you know, that's not the life I live. So good for her. What a, what a nice thing for her to have that conversion. <laughs> but I think what's so beautiful is how she so appreciated what Jesus did for her. And then when it came time for the passion and, and, and crucifixion and resurrection, 
Like she wasn't going to let anything stop her from being there. So how fitting that she was there with Mother Mary at the foot of the cross. It just goes to show that her love was so strong. Her desire was so strong to be with Jesus. And then the psalm, it's Psalm 63. The very refrain that we had today, my soul is thirsting for you, O Lord, my God. O God, you are my God, whom I seek. For you, my flesh pines and my soul thirsts like the earth parched, lifeless, and without water. So these are other words that we could use to describe this longing, this ache, this thirst, this hunger. You know, there's many different ways of describing it. I mentioned to a couple of you that I'm enrolled in this Theology of the Body course, and Christopher West is talking about eros. It's, it's the word that the ancients used to describe this ache, this longing, this desire for God and happiness and all that is good and true and beautiful. This eros that we all have in us. And it's really put there by God precisely to, in a sense, lead us to God. It's God's way, in a sense, of drawing us to himself. What's interesting is in the gospel today, when Mary finally realizes that it's Jesus, you can imagine how she would have just wrapped her arms around him so tightly, like, I'm never going to let go of you again. You know, I'm never going to lose you again. That was just too painful. That was too much. But what does he say to her? Stop holding on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and tell them, I'm going to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. He's going to the Father's house. But it's not just his father anymore. It's our father. It's our father's house. And he's having to, in a sense, start to prepare her for his ascension and for what the church is going to look like. So the relationship will still be as intimate, but it will be different. In a sense, it will have to be lived by faith. It'll have to be lived by faith. And in that sense, Mary Magdalene doesn't have anything on any of us in this room today, 2,000 years later. Because Jesus is going to say to us the same thing. Don't hold on to me, <laughs> you know. But rather, you know, seek me. I mean, we can't hold on to him, right? Because he wasn't here in the flesh like he was for Mary Magdalene. But what he is saying to her is, seek me in faith. And that's what he says to us. Seek me in faith. Long for me, yes. Thirst for me. Hunger for me. More and more, because there is always more. There's always more. But you have to do that by faith. It will be the Holy Spirit who will manifest, who will reveal, who will show you, and who will, who will allow you to enter into this
great mystery of God and the relationship with God that he is in himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's ultimately where we are all going to, but we don't have to wait until we die. That's what the Holy Spirit is. As Paul says, it's the first installment of our inheritance. The first installment. We've already received the promise. The down payment has been made. And so we have already been claimed for God, through God, and in God. We've been claimed by the Father, through the Son, in the Spirit. So we already belong. We're already sons and daughters. We're already members of the household of God. And here at the Mass... Jesus comes to us, the one whom our hearts long for, the truth, goodness, and beauty that we all desire, that we all are aching for, he comes to us. He fulfills our desires. He quenches our thirst. He satiates our hunger in a way that does take faith. That's absolutely true but it's no less real. It's no less real. And I think that's what we have to ask Mary Magdalene to help us with today. I'm sure it was very hard for her as it was for all of the apostles. When I meditate on the Ascension, and I love to just imagine all of them with their mouths wide open, like, are you kidding me? Really? Like, you're going (laughs) again? And you're not coming back? but he said it was better for them that he would go so that he and the Father together could send the Spirit, their very Spirit, the very love in a sense that actually gives life to everything is what we have received. So we pray for more through Mary's intercession today, Mary Magdalene's intercession, more faith, more hope, And that we too could really get in touch like she did with our own ache, with our own longing, with the arrows inside of us. And Lord, as we get in touch with that, which can really sometimes hurt, may it lead us to you. May it drive us like it drove Mary Magdalene to seek you with ever greater faith and hope and trust and confidence in this life so that we can indeed enjoy you forever in the Father's house, forever and ever. Amen.